Coming up on 5-Minute News. Coronavirus emerges as major threat to US election process. Trump allows companies to break pollution laws during pandemic. And British Prime Minister Johnson tests positive for virus. It's Saturday, March 28. I'm Anthony Davis. U.S. election officials looking to construct a safe voting system in a worsening coronavirus pandemic are confronting a grim reality. There may not be enough time, money or political will to make it happen by the November election. The possibility the pandemic could last into the fall or flare again as millions of voters are set to choose the nation's next president has state and local officials scrambling for alternatives to help keep voters safe. The most discussed proposals are to make mail-in voting available to all eligible voters nationwide and to expand early in-person voting to limit the crowds on election day. But election officials say those changes will be costly and complex in a country where traditional voting remains ingrained. About six of every ten ballots were cast in person on election day in 2016. Democrats fell far short in their effort to include at least $2 billion to help virus-proof the November elections as part of the $2.2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill that was passed by the US House yesterday. Republicans opposed to spending big on balloting changes viewed it as an attempt by Democrats to impose a one-size-fits-all solution on states. Democrats said the price tag reflected the enormity of the task of safeguarding the vote during a pandemic. Some officials in both parties still worry they could lose out in a nationwide vote-by-mail system. In a Reuters-Ipsos poll, 63% of adults questioned said they were completely certain to vote in November. But that figure dropped to 56% when the respondents were asked to project their behaviour if coronavirus was still a factor on election day. Postponement looks unlikely for the November presidential election, which is set by law and would require action by Congress to move. But rules differ from state to state. Some states provide postage-paid envelopes, others do not. Most allow no-excuse absentee voting. Others require a specific reason for not showing up at the polls, such as an illness or travel. Mail service is spotty in some far-flung parts of the country, making it potentially harder for rural dwellers to participate. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has suspended its enforcement of environmental laws during the ongoing coronavirus outbreak, signalling to companies they will not face any sanction for polluting the air or water of Americans. In an extraordinary move that has stunned former EPA officials, the Trump administration said it will not expect compliance with routine monitoring and reporting of pollution and won't pursue penalties for breaking these rules. Polluters will be able to ignore environmental laws as long as they can claim, in some way, these violations were caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. 
In the event of an imminent threat to public health, the EPA will defer to the states and consider the circumstances over whether it should intervene. There is no end date set for this dropping of enforcement. Andrew Wheeler, administrator of the EPA, said that coronavirus had made it difficult for businesses to protect workers and the public while adhering to clean air and water rules. There is particular concern over air pollution emitted by industrial facilities, which are predominantly located in communities with large numbers of low-income people and people of colour. COVID-19 attacks the respiratory system, with its spread causing states to scramble for more ventilators to prevent thousands of infected people from dying. In one example, oil refineries will not be compelled to report on and reduce their carcinogenic benzene emissions. Ten refineries, most of them in Texas, have already been exceeding limits. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has tested positive for coronavirus, the first leader of a major nation to contract COVID-19, but he insisted yesterday he remains in charge of the UK's response to the outbreak. Two of Johnson's top aides in the fight against the virus, his health secretary and top medical adviser, also said they had the disease. Johnson is the highest-profile political leader to have contracted the virus, which has infected more than half a million people around the world. The British diagnoses are the latest evidence that no one, no matter how high-profile, is untouched by the global pandemic. Politicians may be especially exposed since they interact with large numbers of people. Britain's Parliament continued to meet as the virus spread before it was eventually suspended on Wednesday, hours after Johnson held his regular question-and-answer session. Earlier this week, Prince Charles, the heir to the British throne, announced that he had tested positive for the virus. His mother, 93-year-old Queen Elizabeth II, is self-isolating at Windsor Castle as a precaution. In the US, Donald Trump was photographed yesterday signing the coronavirus stimulus bill in the Oval Office, flanked by over a dozen senators, many over the age of 70, none of whom were practising social distancing. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news. Daily. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. 
Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.